What's up, everybody? Benny Divine here. Welcome to another episode of Live Yielded. In this space, we get to talk about what a life yielded to Christ looks like. And my deepest desire is that your life would be full, fruitful, and joyful. So let's get into it. Well, welcome back to another episode of Live Yielded. And it's very interesting what we're going to talk about today. So we are doing this introductory series. And after last week, when we finished the last episode, I kept getting more and more and more stuff that the Holy Spirit was revealing to me. And he was nudging me. We shouldn't move past yielding to purpose so fast. And there were some specific things that he began to give to me to be able to share with you guys. So today we're actually still going to stay on yielding to purpose. And so we'll call this yielding to purpose part two, if you will. And so one of the main things that he began to show me was a desire for us to understand that purpose is not a destination, but purpose is a journey. And just that mindset itself where a lot of us, we go through things and we can recognize, oh, I'm in my training season right now, or I'm in my hiding season right now, or I'm in my preparation season right now for this thing that's supposed to happen. And so we are living with the destination in mind that I'm going to get there. And so all of this is leading me to there, but we don't realize that even here is purpose. And the next step is equally purpose. And the step after that is also purpose. And when you have that understanding, it makes you strive to be excellent and serve God with excellence in wherever you find yourself. And that's why scripture is so intentional in telling us whatever you do, do it as unto the Lord. Because our human nature Sometimes it's very hard when I don't necessarily understand the benefit of a thing. It's easy to disregard it or to neglect it because I don't see the value of that thing. But when we begin to realize that our entire life is purpose, our birthing is purpose, our growing and maturing is purpose, the encounters we have is purpose, the places we go is purpose, your way of handling all of it will change. And you'll begin to understand that there's something that God is trying to fulfill here for the sake of this place. And yes, in the grand scheme of things, whatever happens here is connected to something later, but sometimes it's not even connected to you. And so... The challenge then becomes that yielded posture that will say, God, I recognize that my very life is also the part of somebody else's purpose journey. My very life and my very action and my positioning in different seasons and different times of life is intertwined with the purpose of somebody else and so if I am going to be a chapter or a sentence or just a page in the journey of somebody else's purpose then it matters how I show up in that place and so you can't only just think of you because again like we said when you're yielding to purpose and realizing off the bat that God is 
positioning us in the earth and we are a gift to the earth. We are a gift to humanity. We are a gift for the century we're born in, for the time we are born in. Automatically, we said last time, it causes you to level up because you realize, hey, hold on. This is not just about me. And so when you go into that understanding, somebody else's story is dependent on my obedience to God. Somebody else's fulfillment of destiny is dependent on my obedience to God. And you cannot look down on that. You cannot despise that. And so just because it's not the glamour that you're thinking of or the glamour that you're envisioning in your life or whatever it is that you hope to aspire, do not neglect it because it's equally valuable. Imagine... I always like to think of the analogy of birthing and this is something that God was teaching me and he's still teaching me more and more. But when we think of a miscarriage versus an abortion, right? In the simplest term, an abortion is, I cause the abortion versus a miscarriage is the womb or the place where the child was to be was not conducive and caused the child to miscarry. And so it's two different things. So whereas they're equally, the result is the same. At the end of the day, the baby is lost and whatever was to be birthed by full term will not come to full term. But what, what caused it are two different things. When it comes to an abortion, it's me mishandling or not even just, no, not mishandling rather. It's me choosing not to adapt, choosing not to conform, choosing not to accept the cost of what this is going to require of me. And so I choose, no, I don't want it. And so I abort it. It is a choice that I make that, no, I understand that me accepting this is going to require nine months of a certain change in lifestyle. It's going to require my body to go through certain things. It's going to mess with my hormones. I may have to change the way I eat. I may have to change the way I function. I may have to change certain things. I'm not willing to do that. I have other plans that I have in mind. Maybe this has come at a time that I did not plan for it. Maybe this is just not something that I projected for right now. I, I, I don't want this right now and so I'm choosing to abort it I don't want this but then on the other hand we can also miscarry when we fail to adapt to what this thing will require of us there's a diet change that has to happen yes there's medical facts and there's things that are beyond our control but I'm talking about the parts that are within our control whereas hey okay you're a pregnant woman Stop drinking alcohol, stop smoking, or eat a certain way. Um, take care of your body in a certain way. And you, by not adapting, then you harm the thing that is inside of you. You become the cause for which that thing might not come to full term. That thing might not uh, be, become the thing that God intended for it to become. And so when we're talking about purpose, when we begin to recognize that thing in us, God, I say this all the time. Like, I think that's one of the things about God that I am grasping more and more is just that God is intentional. Like, the, each day I live and the more I reflect on my own life, I'm just like, man, God is an intentional God. There is no accident. There is no coincidence. We talk about, oh, wow, like, what are the odds? For God, it was literally all planned to the T. Like, you're sitting, you're surprised, like, oh, my gosh, it's a miracle. How could this happen? And God is like, uh, yeah, I actually planned for that to be that way. God is intentional. And so in the places that he positions us, purpose, yielding to purpose, 
please do not despise where you are. Do not despise who you're connected to. Do not despise the places that God is positioning you because all of them have a purpose to fulfill. And when I was younger, sometimes in my ignorance, you know, in childish, uh, what do you call it, naivete, I'll be like, man, I wish I was born in the time of Jesus Christ, you know, or I don't know if you guys have ever had those thoughts, or I wish I was born in the 1800s, you know, or I wish I was born in so-and-so time. But as I grow in Christ, or as I began to grow in Christ, I was like, no, I'm born for the, I, I am for the time that I was born in. I don't know that I could have handled being born in the time of Christ well. I don't know that I could have handled being born in the 1800s well, you know, or whatever other era that we study in history that seems so attractive to us. But I recognize that I was born for the time that I was placed in. And so when I begin to understand that, there's something that he was showing me, and I want us to read the scripture real quick. Um, in 1 Corinthians 3, let me just hold this for a second. 1 Corinthians 3, from verse 7 to 15. This is the King James. And he says, So then, neither is he that planteth anything, neither is he that watereth, but God that giveth the increase. Now he that plants and he that waters are one, and every man shall receive his own reward according to his own labor. Back it up. He said, he that plants and he that waters are one. It's very easy for us to say, oh, the one that planted is more important. The one that watered is more important. But God is saying they're all one as far as they all fulfilled the purpose that they were supposed to fulfill. So to him, him that planted and him that watereth, they're all the same. And so basically, whatever part you are to play, you are equally valuable. And the understanding of the body, First uh, Corinthians chapter 12, he says we are all one body with many members. When you begin to despise the fact that you're the ear wishing that you were the toe, you've already missed it. When you begin to despise the fact that you're the finger wishing that you were the mouth, you've already missed it. Because everything has a part to play. And we are all intertwined in each other's story. We are all intertwined in each other's purpose. And especially when it comes to us as a family of believers for what God is wanting to bring forth in the earth. For how he wants to establish his kingdom through us. And so you have to recognize that God, I am yielded. Like from the very first day we started saying it starts with you just yielding yourself, period. To say, Father, wherever I find myself, wherever you will place me, I'm already yours. I'm already surrendered. I am here for you, for whatever you want to fulfill through me. I am here for your will, God. I am not going to be here uh, busy thinking of there, or I'm not going to be here thinking of what was or what could be. No, I am going to be present in this place. My eyes open, my ears open to what you're saying right now, to what you're doing right now, so that I can be living in alignment with you. So that I can be living in alignment with you. Let's keep reading this. So he goes on. Then he says, Every man shall receive his own reward according to his, his own labor. Next verse. For we are laborers together with God. You are God's husbandry. You are God's building. According to the grace of God which is given unto me as a wise master builder, I have laid the foundation and another buildeth thereon. This is Paul speaking, the Apostle Paul. Then he says, but let every man take heed how he buildeth thereupon. For other foundation can no man lay than that is laid, which is Jesus Christ. Now, if any man build upon this foundation gold, silver, precious stones, wood, hay, stubble, every man's work shall be made manifest. 
for the day shall declare it because it shall be revealed by fire. And the fire shall try every man's work of what sort it is. If any man's work abide which he has built thereupon, he shall receive a reward. If any man's work shall be burned, he shall suffer loss. But he himself shall be saved, yet so as by fire. Ah, okay. So, what is Paul saying? He's saying the foundation has been laid. Jesus is the foundation. He himself as an apostle has come and laid something down and then somebody else is building upon. And then he's saying, let everybody be careful how they're building on that. Because everything that we build will be tried by fire. So when it comes to us yielding to purpose, I was saying last time how even in my own life, I was always so afraid and not afraid in that sense, but I just did not want to do what I was not supposed to do. I despised the idea of wasting my time doing something that I thought was pleasing to me only to later discover it was not what God wanted to do for me. I was like, I'd rather just sit and not do anything than spend my time doing what I'm not supposed to be doing. And that's what he's saying. He said, some will do works of gold, silver, precious stones. Others will be wood, hay, stubble. All of it will be tried by fire. And the only thing that will survive in the fire was the thing that came forth out of the fire. The only thing that will survive in the fire is the thing that came forth out of the fire. Anything that you are doing that was not inspired by God will be wasted. And that's why scripture tells us, what does it profit a man to gain the whole world and lose his soul? And so when we were even talking about success in terms of human, um, human standards, you know, all these things that we strive for and all these things that we strive to achieve and to gain and to attain, if it is not for the glory of God, it's for nothing. It's for nothing. And so your perspective changes. That's why he even tells us, he says, hey, listen, store for yourselves treasures in heaven. Don't be busy building for yourself on this earth for things that are going to be temporary and things that will not last beyond this existence and beyond this reality. Store treasures in heaven. How? By cultivating and being about purpose according to the kingdom vision that God has for us where we are doing what it is that he has called us to do, we're doing what it is when he has called us to do it. And one thing that I'm learning more and more, some things can seem right or good to do, but doing the right thing at the wrong time is the wrong thing. And that's where sometimes we even try to justify our disobedience to God when it comes to purpose, because God is telling you move, you're saying, no God, I wanna pray. Prayer is good, but when God told you to move, prayer is not what you need to be doing. In the same way, God will tell you, hey, I want to pray. And you're like, oh, but I want to be doing this thing that God did tell you to do. But right now he's calling you to be in prayer. And you're not being in prayer, doing this thing that initially was instruction of God becomes disobedience. And so it's a consistent and constant and continual, God, what am I supposed to be doing as I walk with you? And that's what we talked about, walking with God in that place where I'm doing life with you. So that at any time that the check comes, I, I know, okay, God is shifting me right now. Let's go. I'm moving with the flow, moving with the Holy Spirit, like the wind. That's what scripture says. It's like the wind. You don't know where they're going, but you can see the results. You will always feel the effect of it. And so your life's purpose is beyond just you. Your life's purpose is also to impact other people in their lives being built up. How he's saying he's the master builder. So God, while he's building you up, he's also desiring to build others through building you up. So you have to pay attention. If anything, I would call this, yes, we're saying yielding to purpose part two, but I'll say pay attention. 
pay attention, pay attention. Because God is doing something here and now and your purpose is happening here and now and you may miss it because you're thinking of something else. Even when we think of, okay, God, uh, what, is, what is it that I'm supposed to do with a career-wise or what is my, my calling in the kingdom? Uh, what is my assignment? As you walk with God, I can share for myself this places. Number one, understand that no condition is, temp- is permanent, right? By virtue of being alive, change is the most constant thing in life. Change is constant. And we have to not only understand that, but accept it and adapt to it. You yourself, where you are right now, you're a testament of change. We are born as babes, right? As kids not knowing anything, look at however you grow from stage to stage, developing, developing. That is change. And so if your own natural evolution is so, uh, what, sh- what should I say, is so transitional, right? Day by day. The very fact that even as I'm sitting here right now, five minutes ago when we started this, I'm already that much more older. By the second, by the minute, by the hour, by the days, by the weeks, by the months, just like that. And so now we were talking about my soul knowledge catching up to my spirit knowledge. Me beginning to grasp and understand more and more what is the thing that God already released in my spirit from before the foundations of this earth. Who he made me to be, who he called me to be in him and my soul catching up to that reality. Now when it comes to the understanding that nothing in life is, is permanent it makes you more intentional to gain what you're supposed to gain where you are in the time that you have it because you realize nothing is permanent. And our failure to understand this just in our human nature causes us sometimes to become very complacent, very lackadaisical about things, very nonchalant because we have this attitude as if, oh, I'm, I'm always going to have this or I'm always going to have that. I'm always going to have that access. I'm always going to have um, this experience or this opportunity to grow. And no, the Bible says to everything, there is a purpose. There is a time for everything. There is a season and then there is a purpose to every time. And so if I'm despising that, imagine going through first grade you didn't take the time to learn what you needed to learn in first grade. When the exam comes for you to come out of first grade, guess what happens? You fail and what happens? You have to retake the first grade. And if you continue to have that mindset of not paying attention, everybody will go past grade two, grade three, grade four, and you're going to stay right there repeating first grade because your mindset is not paying attention to what you're supposed to be doing in the first grade so that you could graduate onto the second grade. Now imagine for whatever time you choose to stay in that mindset, we could label it arrested development if we wanted to. But can you imagine being an adult or, and consider this even spiritually, I'm putting it in physical, natural terms to understand, but imagine what happens when I'm 15, 16, 17, 18 years old having to be eligible to graduate high school and move on to other things in life, but I'm still first grade mindset just because I've chosen not to pay attention to what I should be learning in the first grade I am I am limiting myself from the opportunities that will be available to me if I show up and I stand with other 18 year olds we all look like we're 18 right 
we all look like we're 18. We all look the same, like we will look like, okay, we've developed biologically all that. But then when it comes to the testing of our capacity, I will be found lacking terribly because I did not pay attention to my development process. You have to pay attention. God is intentional. I keep saying this, God is intentional. There is something he is bringing you to, which like we were saying last time for us, I'm thinking of it as a progressive timeline, but for God it's a full timeline in eternity that he already sees the full timeline. So he's not trying to come to the point, it's like, it's not, uh, what, what we call the checkpoints. God's checkpoints are not the same as our checkpoints. Our checkpoints are progressively progressing forward but God is declaring the end from the beginning so it's kind of like there's something that Papa Lo said and when I caught it the first time he ever said it he says this often but the first time I heard it it was just like a oh my God moment and some of you have probably heard him say how when we celebrate our birthdays going up but to God he's counting down and the first time I heard it I said hold on wait a minute because God has completed it so his timeline is done. So you're thinking, oh, my death day and my lifespan and everything that's supposed to happen, like we'll just discover it as we go. But to God is like, oh, okay, you're T minus two days to coming to this point. You're T minus one year from getting to this point. You're T minus two years from getting to this point. God already knows where it is that he's taking you. And so when you're not paying attention to your development though, when you're not taking attention, uh, paying attention to where it is that God is training you step by step by step by step. And this is really, it's, this is a mystery to me that I'm even still trying to learn. And sometimes I'll ask Papa Lodis, I'm like, I want to understand this. Because is it, you know, we pray against delay. Lord, I come against delay in my life. Da, 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 and all that. Yes, there's a place where forces of darkness can cause hindrances or limitations but it's really only by our level of revelation and what we allow them to gain access to because the enemy is just an opportunity an opportunist like I said this last time he will take opportunity and use your ignorance against you so it's not even that he is actually manipulating anything because he cannot do that to you who is in Christ but your ignorance oh absolutely he will use that to make you think that he actually has power over you when he does not and so when we come to these things, oh, God delayed, but God is looking. And this month's daughters, uh, Prophetess Maggie was teaching, she said something so profound. God is waiting and looking. Are you going to become the person? Because everything else that I have for you is just waiting for you to unlock and come into the revelation of who I've already declared you to be. And we were saying last time when we talked about uh, yielding to purpose, understanding or accepting and embracing the version of you that God knows. Because who he knows is who he has given access to certain things. The version of you that is not accepting of that revelation or that hasn't tapped into that revelation cannot handle the blessing and the inheritance that God wants to give to you. Let this mind be in you which was also in Christ Jesus. When you accept and embrace and fall in line with that revelation, then everything else that God has for you is unlocked to you. And so this... It's a personal accountability when it comes to purpose. It's a personal accountability to say, God, I'm going to pay attention because everything that you're doing, there's a place you're leading me to that, you know how we were saying he'll take you from point A to X to Y to Z and then bring you all the way back around to B. 
Yes, the completion, the completion of that chapter is Z, right? A to Z. That's the full story of your life from the day you were born until the day that you will die uh, or depart from this world and he calls you back to himself. But in between the order of everything, by the time he's bringing you to be, there's still other places that he wants you to go to fulfill the whole journey of your life and everything that is teaching you. But you realize that when you're flowing with God, by the time you come to be, oh my God, like I thought I was going to X and it didn't make sense to me when I was dealing with this thing that was at N and P. It seemed so chaotic and out of order. But by the time I came to B and then by the time I get to Z, I realize I've been through the whole alphabet, A, B, C, D, E, F, G, all the way to Z. It makes sense. It makes sense. And so pay attention because what God is teaching you right now, what God is, is leading you through right now, even in your trials, it's not even just, oh, in the good things and the testimonies and the lessons. No, even in your trials, because sometimes as far as the curriculum of God goes, there are things that you will never learn about God in the, in the mountain, should we say. You will only learn those things in the valley. And God wants to make sure that you are fully, fully taught, fully knowledgeable, fully capacitated. So he is teaching you and training you and leading you step by step, knowing that I have, I want to reveal myself and every dimension of who I am to you in all the different areas of your life. I promise you there's things that you will never know about God until you have been in that place where you really had nobody else to really understand that God is the only person that you really need to have. There's scriptures that we will quote and things that we will say and I always use this sometimes when I'm talking to a worship team and I'll tell them sometimes you can just say that one word that God will use to encompass whatever situation that somebody is going to going through in that moment rather than looking for what it is that you want to say allow the Holy Spirit to give to you because I can sit here and everybody in this room right now we're all dealing with different things we're all in different seasons different uh, places in our lives but I could say all I can say is man God is good by me saying God is good, there's a person that maybe is at the height right now. They're just in a place of testimony and experiencing the power of God. And they can tell, they say, oh my gosh, God is good. I have seen the goodness of God. And they're right there with you. You say God is good and it's true to them. But it's equally true to the person that is right now going through something in their life where they're questioning, man, am I going to make it? Like, is, is everything going to be okay? Like, is God going to come through for me? And you say to them, God is good. And it awakens that truth in their spirit to know what, hey, hold on. God is good. So it doesn't matter whatever it is that I'm going through. God is good. God is good. And so God reveals himself in the fullness of everything that we will ever face in our lives to understand that he is consistent. He is the same yesterday. He is the same today. He is the same tomorrow. He does not change. Why we feel like we're discovering God is because of our experience and how he's unveiling different sides and different manifestations of his glory and his person and his power and his personality to us. But God is all of those things all of the time. Yes. It's just that we don't know that yeah. all of the time. We discover that as we grow in our purpose. We discover that as we grow in our journey of life. And so today, as we're talking about this thing, really God was... He was just impressing that on me. He said, hey, have them understand that purpose is happening right here, right now. Don't be so busy waiting. Yes, God showed you your dream. God told you that about your business and about your destiny and about your family and about your marriage and about your future. He told you all those things and it's absolutely true. But all that is connected to here right now. 
all that is connected to here right now. And so how, imagine that like how we're talking about the child that is in gestation inside of you. And last time we were even talking about the example of the seed that's in the ground. It's equally the same. How the roots go deep and how the soil will nourish that seed will determine the ability of that seed to actually grow and become the full potential of what it's supposed to be. Same thing for the seed that's inside your womb and the seed that's in your spirit as far as the vision and the promise and the word that God has spoken over you. Your ability to nourish that, your ability to, uh, to, to, to handle that well, your ability to adjust and adapt for what that seed requires of you will determine the potential of that seed to actually grow, to actually become everything that God has said it will be. And so apply that to whatever it is that God has said about you. Remember where you are right now, there's something for you to be learning. And so it's a constant state of self-reflection. And that's why I love Philippians 1.6. It always encourages me so much. He says, knowing this, that he who began a good work in you is faithful to perfect it. He's faithful to complete it. He's faithful to bring it to fulfillment. But what's the timeline? He says, until the appearing of Jesus Christ. So that tells me that what? I'm constantly going to be growing. I'm never going to arrive. There's always going to be something that God is working on me with. There's always going to be something that God is dealing with me with. And now it's up to me to stay in that place of being yielded, literally, every single time to say, okay, God, this stay, okay, we've learned this. Okay, what's the next thing? And it's amazing because the more you grow in God, the more you, you are understanding his love, his mercy, it's actually kind of scary because it's the more you actually really see that in you, there is no good thing except for Jesus. And it's a very humbling thing because I think sometimes in our mind, we have this idea that we become so, we become good. You know, we kind of think that we become good. That as I'm walking with the Lord, as I'm being obedient to him, as I'm studying my word and as I'm being conformed, I'm being conformed to the image of Jesus. He is the one that is good, not me. And so when I see me, sometimes it can be shocking to catch, dang, that thought, how did that thought even come into my mind? Like I really thought of that? Like man, that disposition is still in my heart and... Apostle Paul in Timothy, and this is one of the last letters he writes to Timothy at the point where he's about to die. He makes this statement and he says, Christ Jesus came to save sinners of whom I am chief. He didn't say of whom I was chief. He said of whom I am chief. That as I am walking with him more, like I am seeing that, listen, this flesh is, there is nothing good in me. And he's the same apostle who said, in my flesh dwells no good thing because the very thing that I want to do, I don't do it. And the thing that I want to do, I don't do. That which is good, that which I know is beneficial, that which I know is profitable, that which I know is pleasing to God, somehow I'm struggling doing it. And the thing that I know, I actually don't want to do this. I'm finding myself doing that thing. That, that should really push you to living life with Christ because you realize, man, like God, if you're not with me, 
there is no hope for me. If you're not with me, I cannot make it. That dependency. And so don't be afraid. I said last time again, don't disarm the enemy of the weapon of your weakness. Don't be afraid of the parts in you that you see that are ugly, that are not, that are not so attractive. You know, the parts that are like, dang, like this is me. Don't be afraid of those things. As you see them in his light, surrender them in the light. God, here, let your light shine in that place too. Let your power rest in that place too. Like I shared with you guys um, how I do fashion and sewing and all of that. And there's something God taught me just through dealing with fabrics. And I wish I had it today uh, for what we're talking about right now. But you can see white and think it's white until you see a white or white. You're like, oh, this is white. Yeah, it's white. And then something comes like, oh, okay, wait, I guess this is not white because this thing is white. And then you'll see another white and it's like, oh my gosh, okay, this is, okay, none of these are white. This is white. And God used that to show me how when we are, as we're living in his light, his light pierces through things in our lives that sometimes we will think are okay and to show us this is not okay. His light pierces through certain habits, convictions, beliefs, belief systems that we may have. And he challenges or he says, no, this is actually not the standard. And that's why the Bible says, all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. It's not a surprise to God. It's like, listen, I am only unveiling to you because actually you really cannot do it without me. And you look at that white and be like, yeah, I cannot be that white. So the white that you thought you had, the righteousness that you thought you had, the Bible says it is filthy rags. And when you think of filthy rags, the dirtiest thing that you can use to, like filthy, filthy, the word that's even used in the Hebrew, I'll challenge you to go look at exactly just how filthy that, that rag is that is defined there. To understand that that's the level of how good you think you are when God looks at it, that's what he's seeing. He's like, this, our righteousness is as filthy rags to God. But now he's calling us to live a life yielding to his purpose for us to say, hey, you know what? I am the righteousness of God in Christ. I am giving you my righteousness. I'm declaring you righteous. So that when you stand, you're standing in confidence, not because you don't, you're not weak in those areas anymore, not because uh, you don't have those failures, not because there's areas in your life that you know, oh my gosh, God, like I really need you to come through. I need you to help and sustain me in this place. But it's purely you recognizing it's the grace of God Purely you recognizing that God empowers me to be who it is that he has called me to be and who it is that he has made me to be. And aside from him, I absolutely cannot do it. And I'm absolutely at peace with that because it takes all the pressure off of me to try to do and be what I know I cannot do and what I know I cannot be. So I guess I really get to live an easy life where he is the shepherd, right? And I, all I have to do is follow. How easy is that? He leaves, I follow. That's all. It's when we allow all these other things to come in that it's kind of like, oh man, we get ourselves in a mess. Then the shepherd has to come and help us out. Then the shepherd has to come and, and, and rescue us from messes that we get ourselves <laughs> into because the shepherd would not lead you into a mess. Even when he'll walk into the valley of the shadow of death, he says, you're walking through it. He is with you. He knows where he's taking you. So yielding to purpose, yielding to purpose, yielding to purpose. If you did not watch last week's episode, I'll challenge you, watch last week again and then come back and watch this one again. 
and then be in a posture to say, okay, God, what you have spoken over me and that which you have already, you have already determined about my life, I submit to that. I yield to that because I don't want to do and be and go all these places, doing all these things, becoming all these things that are not what you had for me, that when all my works are tried by fire, none of it will remain because it wasn't what it was you had purposed for me. I want to be in purpose and not only in purpose for me, but I want you to use my life as you will desire to for the purpose of others to also walk in their purpose. And ultimately, that's what it's all about. Your life becomes a, um, a light and an extension of Jesus Christ so that other people are also able to walk in their purpose. That's really all it is. That's really all it is. Because in Him, we live. In Him, we move. In Him, we have our being. Then you realize, okay, in Him, I am a part of a body. In Him, He is the head. We are the members. So wherever it is that He has positioned me, I am to work in sync with other parts of the body. Like just, what is cancer? Cancer is when the body attacks itself. The body is killing itself. That's what cancer is. And when I'm not working in sync, I become a cancer to the body. I become a cancer to what God wants to do. And that's the struggle, if I would call it struggle, but that's one of the issues that we're seeing in the body of Christ today. The heart is hidden, but it's so vital. If your heart stops beating, everything about you is done, but who sees the heart? Who sees the heart? In that chapter in 1 Corinthians 12, it literally says like the most vital parts are covered up. They're protected because they're necessary. And so sometimes it's very easy. I think I've shared this before. Like it's very easy to see, like I'm here today, right? I do my face, I do my hair, I do my makeup, my style, whatever I'm wearing. All those things are very visible, but I can still live without these things. But the things that are inside of me, if you try to take any of them out, it's going to affect everything about me. It's going to affect everything about me. You know how they even say you can look at somebody's eyes and you see it can reveal to you the health of what's happening internally or people's nails or you can look at somebody's feet and it will show you what's happening within the body. And so we have to be careful not to be so caught up. And sadly, again, this is just human nature because we see, right? Things are visual. And one of the things too that he was telling me that as I come and share with you all today is be careful because of the times that we are living in, especially with social media and where everything is so open, everything is so out there. Be careful not to pursue purpose in terms of what you see purpose look like for other people. Be careful. Be careful because your purpose may not be what you see, but because you see that, we're like, I don't know, there's a word for it. It's not coming to me right now. The, the, not mob mentality, but the, the way that people just tend to follow. Trend. trend, yeah, like people just tend to follow trends and just tend to follow what they see. We replicate. Like it's easy for us to replicate whether it comes to fashion, whether it comes to the music we're listening to, whether it comes to the things we do. It's something you've seen that you do. It's something you've seen that you then emulate. It's something that you've seen that you then begin to copy. And so we have to be very careful where God is calling us, hey, live from the spirit, then external, from the inside out. Don't live from the outside in. See inside first. When you've seen that thing, 
then that is what you come and impose on your reality. That is what you come and impose on the world that you are living in. But be careful not to now try to impose what you are seeing. Then you are now trying to mold your spirit and you think, no, it doesn't work that way. And so a lot of us are in discord within ourselves. Depression is at an all-time high. Suicide at an all-time high. People are in confusion at an all-time high because you are trying to mold yourself to the things that you're seeing, but your spirit and your, uh, the way God created you doesn't fit into that. And because you're forcing it so much, then now you're frustrated, you're depressed, you're sad, you're in uh, torment, not recognizing that it's like you're trying to fit a square peg in a round hole. You're not round. Stop trying to fit yourself in the round hole. You're a square peg. And people will try and try and try when they're done. They're like, oh, I might as well just kill myself. And the enemy, like I said, is an opportunity. So he'll just go and speak to you. Say, yeah, you have no value. There's no purpose for you here. You might as well just exit this earth. Because we did not understand or take time to say, okay, God, you're the author of my life. You're the one who holds my purpose. You made me. You know how we're talking about Miles Monroe. And another quote, um, I think I shared one with you guys last week, but something that came to me today as I was preparing, he said something so profound. And when I first heard this, I said, oh my God. He said, when the purpose of a thing is unknown, abuse is inevitable. When the purpose of a thing is unknown, abuse is inevitable. If you don't know what the thing is meant to be used for, you yourself don't know what you're supposed to be used for, abuse is inevitable. Whether it's you abusing it, whether it's society abusing it, whether it's the enemy taking advantage to abuse it, when the purpose of a thing is unknown, abuse is inevitable. And so we have to go back to say, God, what is the purpose of me? What is the purpose of me? What is the purpose of me? So that I can align myself to that. Amen. So just a challenge for all of us. Yielding to purpose. Yielding to purpose. I said before, I'll say it again. We have role models. We have fathers in the faith. We have all these people that God has given us to feed us, to, to mold us. But how you even know a good father and a good shepherd is that they will push you not to be like them. They will push you for what God placed in you to come forth. Prophet Lovi, perfect example. Putting, I'll use myself and a lot of us, like even in the ministry that I know and I recognize, like putting us sometimes in very uncomfortable situations and they're not really that uncomfortable, but it's like, it feels like, man, you're really stretching me right now. But it's because he's so committed to the purpose of God in your life being fulfilled more than what you even think you know. And that's what a father is. That's what a father is. No, yeah, it's great. You know, we can look up to him and say, oh, I want to be just like you. He's like, great, no problem. But you need to be who God made you to be. You need to allow whatever God put in you to come out. Like that needs to be revealed. And so we have to be careful. We have to be careful what it is that we are allowing to speak to our lives, what it is that we are allowing to be a mirror to us, you know, the image that you put in front of you becomes the image that you begin to um, model yourself after. And so be careful what you're looking at. Be careful what you're looking at. The Bible says in second, is it second Corinthians 3.18? I believe second Corinthians 3.18. He says, as we behold him, we are transformed into the image. As we're beholding Jesus, we're becoming like Jesus. 
the mirror of the word, it's a mirror. He says it's like a man looking in a mirror. He sees himself. So as we're seeing himself, we're seeing Jesus. As we see more of ourselves in his light, we're, he's like, it's, a, it's molding us. It's transforming us. He's the potter, we're the clay. He's, trend, he's changing our mindset, changing our disposition, making us to be more like him. So be careful what you're looking at. Because a lot of us, when it comes to this conversation about purpose, we have looked at the wrong thing and try to mold our purpose after that and try to claim our purpose to be that. And it's hard because even just in this room, I know with some of the conversations I've had with some people, it's been a struggle at times to find who you could emulate because you couldn't find anybody that looked like you or you couldn't find anybody that functioned like you, or who had the giftings that you had, because you're like, okay, but I can do this and this and this, but it's like, I don't see myself. And I used to say, I'd be like, God, I don't see myself. And he said, you're not supposed to see yourself outside of me. Because I was looking for, okay, who will be the role model? You know, who will be the person that can, but they were not there. They were not there. And it's like, no, you're not supposed to see yourself outside of me. Yes, you can have examples in different areas and different things that you can glean from the different people I, I place around your life for that reason to fit into different aspects of the thing that you have. But stop molding yourself after somebody. And that's what this, uh, the culture and the society we're living in has done so dangerously is that. Our influencer culture and people and I have, my heart breaks for young people. Like I recognize that that's something that I really carry a burden for. And young people are just following what they see and wanting to emulate that fully. It's like, oh, this person does this and this seems to be the training acceptable. And they're fully going after what it is that they see. And that gives me more passion to even talk and be vocal and represent for the kingdom of God because we need to begin to show the alternative. Being, we need to begin to be able to show what the other side looks like, that there's a different option, that that's not the only option, that there is the option of following Christ and there is the option of living life on purpose with Christ where you find peace and fulfillment without, um, what's the word? Without, without crazy repercussions or consequences that are destructive to your life and to your destiny and to what God has called you to be. Be careful what you're looking at. Be careful who you're looking at. Be careful what you're placing before you as a mirror in your journey of purpose and recognize that even here right now, purpose is being fulfilled and you need to begin to pay attention so that you will be in, in, in season in the place that God has positioned you. Amen? So, yielding to purpose part two. I pray this blesses you and I pray that really this helps you Set yourself on a solid foundation as you grow into that building that God is building out of your life. Amen? Amen. 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 All right. Amen. Amen. All right, so we're going to go into our special segment. You guys already know what time it is. It's time for Ask Auntie Ben. So, our question for today comes in from an IGDM. And 
if you have any questions about what we talked about today, feel free, put them in the comments and we'll get to them on one of our following episodes. But this is actually a question that I'm very excited about and I think this came from episode one. And this is from Sean. So his question is, I have a question concerning waiting to hear from the Lord in prayer for prayer is communication between two people. How long do you actually wait? Because when you go to the silent place, your thoughts really fight and drive you away. What is a tip you can give me? And this is a really, really, really great question. Um, when we talked about how many of us have not completed prayer, you know, where we just come in, we talk, 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 and we say we finished our prayer and we're up and out of there. God had so much to share with you and you just did not give him an opportunity to say so. But this is where meditation comes in. And so in our language, um, what should I say? Our contemporary language where we say prayer, many times we just throw the word prayer, but prayer in the biblical sense encompasses meditation. And so the discipline or the practice of meditation is really the discipline that allows us to be able to hear from God and to be able to tap into whatever it is that God wants to show us, what God wants to reveal to us, what uh, instruction God wants to give us. And that is where the quieting of the mind comes. And so as you are praying or as you put yourself in a place of, God, I want to hear from you, speak to me. Something you ask, first of all, like uh, when you go into the silent place, how long do you wait? And that's really your determination. Are you willing to say, God, I'm not going to move until you speak to me? Because you also have to be in a posture where is there an alternative of you being able to move without God speaking to you? Because that's how many of us have lived. And so that's going to be, be, have to be the starting place that God, there is no alternative. Like the only alternative is that you speak to me. I'm not willing to go without you speaking to me. And just that disposition, first of all, will open you up to say, okay, God, my, I'm, I'm determined. I want to hear you speak to me. Now, on a practical note, if this is something that you have not uh, learned or something that you are not used to, absolutely, it's going to be hard to learn to quiet your mind. And so my tip is when you're starting meditation, I wouldn't say just go into meditation and start practicing meditation. I would encourage you to go into meditation in connection to your prayer. Because in the place of prayer already, you would have aligned yourself and put yourself in a posture where already your spirit is in communion with the Father. And so it becomes very easy for you to fall into meditation from prayer, especially if you're just starting. That's my tip just on how God has grown me in that. And as you grow into that, then it will get easier for you to just say, okay, I want to go into meditation because you've already kind of learned how to quiet yourself, how to get into that place of, okay, God, I want to listen to you. But as you're just starting out, I will say connect your meditation to your prayer. So it's not even thinking of it as meditation it actually wasn't years later that I learned that that was meditation I didn't even know that that was meditation for me it was just part of my prayer is that I would pray and in that place of prayer I would go into that place where I would just sit before the Lord and allow him to speak to me just as I poured out my heart and I was in a place of calmness and peace to allow him to speak back to me. It is later, and even through Papa Lou teaching me certain things, I was like, oh wait, that is meditation. I didn't know that was meditation. So that would be my tip for you, is begin by first going into your meditation just as an extension of your prayer time. When you go into prayer, allow that 
allow that time. Allow that time. And sometimes, Papa Loa said this too, and it's absolutely true. Sometimes you're praying, praying, and you'll fall into a sleep. Allow yourself to go into that sleep because that's also a place where God will meet you to speak back to you. So just add that as an extension of your prayer time. And I believe that God will meet you there and you'll begin to grow more and more in the practice of that. So I pray that helps you. Amen. All right, everybody, I really, really, really pray that this, specifically this episode, was a help and a blessing to you all. And in addition to everything we talked about, the Holy Spirit laid something on my heart, and this is my birthday month. to do something a little special and so we're gonna call this our giving corner amen and but just a small gift that I wanted to give to you all so this is as he began to talk to me from last week when we finished that last episode and just challenging me for more things to just help you guys as far as really uncovering this thing of purpose because that is so integral to our lives here on earth and the assignment that he has for us to fulfill so I have created We'll call it a purpose checkpoint. And you can find that on bennydivine.com and it's a free resource that will help you. We have a lot of things that are out there already as far as, oh, how do I, how do I discover my purpose? How do I know what I'm meant to do? All of those great things, which is very, very important. But when you go to this, you'll find that it's a little different as far as helping you to understand specifically posture and how to handle the different places that God has you in just kind of like how we've been talking about in the journey of purpose because at the end of the day your purpose is not a destination but your purpose is a journey and so you'll find that on the website so go ahead and download that that's my gift to you and I pray that it will truly be a blessing for you guys and yeah let me know if you go download it and you use it I would definitely want to hear back from you guys of how this thing um, has been a blessing to you guys so that's my gift to you guys and that's it for today guys um, that's all for our episode and I'll see you guys next week right here on Live Yielded and remember all day always live yielded God bless you to connect visit me at www.bennydivine.com for more see you next time